From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Why didn't you call? I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know it was so late. Tyler and I uh, were talking. That boy is irresponsible. No, Mama, it's not his And that's from Buffy. And do you remember dating and you would bring home a boyfriend or a girlfriend and your parents would observe them, look at them, and you had your own doubts about them, but when they left, your parents would say, that boy is no good for you, or that girl is nothing but trouble. And you already had your own doubts, but when your parents said that you rushed to the defense of your boyfriend or girlfriend, those type of dynamics go on all the time, that even though you have your own doubts, you're not able to explore them with your parents because they come down so hard on you that you rush to the defense of someone that may not be good for you, and you kind of know it. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist. You can pick up the phone right now and ask me any question that you would ask a counselor or a therapist. And right before the break, I was talking to Meredith. And uh, during the break, we um, talked about how her coping strategy, begging and threatening her husband, was not working. And another coping strategy she had was to continually beat on herself, beat up on herself, uh, telling herself that had she not told her husband that she hated him, he might still be with her now. But there were so many other problems in the relationship. He always felt like she was not good enough and expressed that to her in many areas, whether it was housekeeping or not working, not having the same level of ambition. So we talked about reframing it, how she needed to look at the bigger picture and value herself, and that she was not at ease with her husband for many years, even though they had been married for, I don't know, something like, was it 13 years or so? Even though they had been married for a long time, she wasn't at ease with um, the relationship throughout. And if she can look at it as giving herself the opportunity to back off, try a different coping strategy, get some social supports, and maybe she'll find someone who's better suited to her pacing of life, or maybe her husband will take another look at her if she backs off and gives him some distance to reassess the situation and maybe... um, take a look at his own behavior. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner again. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. And right now, I want to welcome Debbie to the show. Debbie, you're having some problems with your teenage son? Yes, I am. Yeah, tell me what what happened. His uh, Your um, husband died? Yes, my husband was killed over in Iraq uh, 18 months ago now. Oh, that is sad. And uh, we've been in therapy. Yeah. Um, I've taken them to support groups that are mainly for, that are dressed only for military families. However, my son has, he, he got involved with one of the other children that uh, also lost her father. And she's a bit younger, and we told him that they couldn't date, that they could only be friends and how old everything. Is, how old is he? He's 15. He's 15, and she's... Oh, I don't even want to say this. Okay, 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 go ahead. Um, and, you know, we told them that they couldn't see each other and everything. Um, you mean dating. They couldn't date. They couldn't date. Um, that they could see each other, you know, at the teen groups and everything and um, that were, you know, for support. It was the grief group for mm-hmm. the um, teenagers. 
with the kids. And um, she lives quite a ways away from us, and she found a way to get here, and they did things that they shouldn't have okay. being so young. Mm-hmm. And we found out about it, and, of course, then everything had to stop because, I mean, she was finding ways here, and we didn't know about it. And She's a resourceful gal. Yes, she is. She's very, and I, from what I understand, she had issues before her father died. Okay. I just recently found this out. And um, What effect but, has it had on your son? Um, now he is being... Um, Extremely disrespectful. He skipped school today. Um, he's telling me that he that I'm not the boss of him. That I can't tell him what to do anymore, and that I just need to stay out of his life. And I can't, you know, do anything to him. And basically, I mean, being completely rebellious. Was that using, what he was like before? No, not at all. What was he like? What was the your relationship like before your husband died? Great. With your and son. even, you know, throughout, you know, the past, well, with the exception of this past month, yeah, it, it's been pretty good, too. There's been ups and downs, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've been, you know, through, through them, and, you know, nothing to the magnitude of where he's at now, where he's What do you think striving it? The fact that he can't have what he wants. He can't see this woman. No. So he he's fallen he in this girl. this girl, right? Thank you. Um, so he's fallen in love with this young girl, and he—you're the barrier. The parents are you, are the barrier, and yeah. his mother are the barrier. That you're not letting them connect, which makes them want each other even more. Is my yes. guess, right? And yeah. so you're the—you be—you've become the villain. And I understand that, and I've—you know—and I've even said that to him in so much words, you know, and I also understand that they are, you know, trying to help each other through this loss that they have. Right. They both share. They're trying to replace that void that is their father, mm-hmm. and they can't do that mm-hmm. with one another. Mm-hmm. Not at this point in time. Um, they just can't. You can't replace Be- that void. So they're leaning on one another. They've become. Are they chatting on the um, online? Oh yes, and they were talking on the phone all the time, and ran up quite oh, the phone is... bill on both ends. And so the biggest part, the biggest problem is that they've crossed the boundary lines and they've had sex. Correct. And that had they not done that, and had they just maybe held hands or put their arms around each other and cried a little bit and been wonderfully supportive, there'd be no question that it would it would be a wonderful relationship. You'd still have your good relationship with your son. Well, I don't know even so much about the holding hands and everything. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be a boyfriend girlfriend. We had told them from the very beginning that they could be friends, that they could talk, but that you know she was the. They weren't allowed to date because of her age, period. Okay, We've but they, they been... still can have real powerful feelings. And what does your son do with those wonderfully powerful romantic or l- feelings that she fulfills? She must see him, some good in him, and he must see some good in her. And that wonderful, I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that she yes. isn't a scattered brain or she isn't a mean person. Um and so it, this is really hard. So I don't know. They, I mean, they feed off of each other, and it's not always positive energy. I mean, 
she tells him lies and everything. And oh, well, then now you're in a different ballpark. Because if she had a wonderful, see, I'm imagining her, I'm projecting onto her this wonderful, innocent, uh, benevolent kid, this good kid, and they're both kind of leaning on each other, and they just took it a little too far. No, I mean, the last thing was that um, she told him that she had an abortion. She was never pregnant, even. Okay, so then he needs to understand that character really, really, really matters. And I'm assuming he admired Dad tremendously? Yes, but he does, you know, he's not seeing that. He's like, I know she lies. I, I can tell when she's lying. And Yeah. But it doesn't seem to make a, matter, a difference to him that, you know, she's being so, you know, manipulative. And okay, so it may be a power struggle between the two of you that keeps him more connected with her? Or no? You think I, I'm not real sure on that one. It's a mixed. It's a mixed bag. Let me yeah. tell you some things you can do because unfortunately we're on radio time. I wish we had a full hour. Um, it, one of the things, if you can go back and remember some real endearing times that you guys had together and remind him of them, just in passing. You know, I remember the time that we laughed so hard and just bring up some good memories of the two of you together. Even Dad can be there because it could be some grief response. I mean, I'm sure you're getting a lot of information on grief. I'm um, going through the grief process. Um, and you can even tell him, you know, I wish we could rewind and have some good times to, um, with, uh, good times with one another. And just to try to help him reconnect with your good relationship with one another. That's what I would focus on at this point. Okay, because he's at the point where he's, like, refusing to yeah, even me, talk to me. Let me take this during the break, because okay. it sounds like there's a lot more I'd like to say, but I don't have the time right um, at this moment. So um, I'll catch up with you in a moment. And it's coming up, we have a cognitive therapist. I will be talking with Dr. Judy Beck from the Beck Institute for Cognitive Therapy, and we'll be demonstrating what solutions might be available for your problems if you walked into a cognitive therapist, um, a cognitive therapist's office. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. What practical steps can you take to make sure that intimacy is a priority and not a duty? Start by always promoting strong emotional intimacy and visibility. Find ways to reduce fatigue. Discover the best ways to create a romantic mood. Set aside private time. Make sure you and your partner both experience pleasure so that intimacy will be something to look forward to. Share fantasies if both of you feel safe doing so. Of course, as you age, your body still needs to be able to cooperate. Some factors are more controllable. You cannot control your actual age, but you can have some influence on how well your body functions as you get older. Regular exercise, a healthy diet, stress reduction, and getting enough sleep are all important to your physical and emotional well-being. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.